This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome into episode 19 of Press Pass. I cannot believe we're just one episode away from 20. I am Kayla Anderson along with my co-host, Gabriella DiGiovanni. Ella, how's it going? Hello, hello, hello. I know. Episode 19, what? That sounds crazy. It just goes by so fast because when we started this whole podcast, we didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into. We just wanted, (laughs) you know, wanted to do something, wanted to share stories because we love doing that. And we don't, we didn't really get to work with each other for about a year and a half. And so it was fun to reunite, but it's, it's obviously stuck. And we're having fun yeah. doing it, right? I remember even wondering, like, are we even going to be able to get a guest every single week? I know. Because <laughs> it, it's all that, like we said, sometimes, you know, we're we're obviously reaching out to guests all the time, but you never know how it's going to work out, right? So we are a little bit like, okay, is this guest going to get back to us in time? Like, it's, a, it's, it's this business, though. This is how this business is. So we're not surprised by it at all. Nope. You just Just keep rolling. Exactly. Keeping on. Well, March Madness is upon us, and obviously, all the real good action starts on Thursday. How excited are you for this time of the year? And in your opinion, is this the best tournament in sports? I am so excited. I love March Madness. I'm such a loser when it comes to filling out my bracket because I do like (laughs) in depth research. I'm like, I can't screw this up. Yeah, but those are the people who never get it right. I mean, I'm the same way. I know because I filled it out once and I was like, I'm just going to click around. And then I get so nervous. And I thought, you know what? Let me read about this team. Let me read about this team before I yes. finally submit it. But I we'll do the see. same thing. It's probably we'll all going to blow I feel up in like my face. Let's be honest. It always does. How many brackets are you doing? I'm just in one. Doing one. You're in one. Okay. I'm, I'm juggling a few this year, so I'm trying to get these all done. But I will say one thing. The one thing that's helped me this year is being an AP voter mm-hmm. because I, you know, I talk to you about it all the time. It is a lot of work. It's easy for people out there to kind of like judge us and judge our picks and all that. But I will say this, like, don't judge because I've never done that before until this year. And now that I'm in that position, it, I realize how much work it is on top of just a full-time job in general. Yeah, um, and, it's, and so, you don't just go through and just pick. No. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was in Nashville the one weekend when you would submit your picks, and it, you were on the computer for hours and hours and hours because you do have to research. There, there's a methodology behind how you yeah. rank all of these teams. Absolutely, and it is, it is one of those things that there, there's not a right or wrong answer. Let's say, but at the same time, you don't want to. I guess I always think about, how, am I going to do something? Is this going to be too too low of a pick, or am I moving them down too far? I mean, that does come into my my head. Sure. But again, I'm doing this based on the research that I've done and the games that I've watched. So 
that has helped me though, being really open and knowing what these teams are like coming in. But then again, I, I swear every time I pick teams and I know about them, I have somebody in, in the pool that I'm doing and it's like, they'll just go blindfolded in and like pick teams and they'll win it. I oh, swear yeah. it happens every time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now um, in, fo- in football, AP voting, college football, they're all, there's always that oh. one ding dong that just has yes. to put a random team at number one and you just scratch your head Yep, and you're like, bruh. <laughs> and I feel, I feel like those guys or girls are the ones that just want attention. Yeah. Of it, right. Because then people destroy them because you can see who, who put that, who yeah. made that pick. So then they just get destroyed on social media. Right. So it's just, it's funny that, but there is always like one of those people. There always um, is. I keeping in the theme of basketball, just because mm-hmm. we're talking about the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. I wanted to then move into my winner of the week. Oh, I and that's not what I'm going to say. It's not going to be what you're going to say because okay. it's going to, I'm going to keep it close to, to home here in Nashville. Okay. So I was at the Belmont selection party. And if you don't know Belmont, it's a mid-major program. Rick Bird has been the coach for many, many years. He is extremely well-respected when it comes to college basketball among all the the big-time coaches and just in the media in general. So uh, Belmont, being a mid-major, did not win their OVC tournament against Murray State, which it it was an incredible game. And Magic Johnson was actually at the game. Mm -hmm. And he said at the time during the broadcast that he thought both schools should get in. Okay. Right. So after that happened, of course, Belmont lost and um, didn't get that automatic bid. They have never received an automatic bid in the NCAA tournament. They have been there seven times previous. So we're at the selection party while we're wondering why the heck they had it because we're thinking to ourselves, they're not going to get in. Right? Right. I mean, mid-majors don't get that respect, or at least they have it in the past. So we're sitting there, and I'm ready to shoot something. I don't know, you know, what reaction, but I didn't expect it a minute in. They put, you know, Belmont's name comes up and they're they're in a playing game with Temple and it just the place went wild. I yeah. mean, it was maybe some of the most pure, raw emotion that mm-hmm. I have seen from a team uh, that I was covering just in person like that. Uh, Rick Bird, the coach, was crying. I mean, I can't tell I you that. just what the feeling was like being in that room at the time and seeing their reaction. Yeah. So I want to say that's my winner of the week. And I also want to say good job to the committee. Kudos to the committee for listening to the people out there that have rallied for this team to get in. They deserve to get in. And I'm really excited to see, you know, just the future of this program because it reminds me of a little Gonzaga, you know, that that just continues to... Yeah, to build. I mean, Gonzaga was such a small school, um, and it's obviously grown to what it has now. But I really just love what Rick Bird and the program uh, they've developed. And so kudos to them. They're my winners of the week. That was a good one. Thank mine's, you. Mine's really generic now. But it's generic, my winner of the week, but there's a reason why. They're not winners of the week because they won. Okay, let's just say right. that. So my winners of the week are Duke. It's Duke men's basketball. Yes. They're not the winners of the week because they won the ACC. They're not the winners of the week because they're the number one overall seed in the tournament. 
they're the winners of the week because they welcome back big boy Zion. Yes. Yes. You know, I mean, I mean they just by getting him back, they won. He was out he was out what five games? He missed five yeah. games. For anyone that didn't see it, he blew through his sneaker. Google yep. it. It's crazy. And it was a it was a slight MCL sprain, I believe, right? Yes. Missed five slight, games. Yeah. And the team just looked like they fell apart. I mean, yeah. they they did not know their identity. They they just could not put it aside that he was not on the court and just play fundamental basketball. They couldn't do it. It was crazy. Right. But he comes back. You know, they blow through the ACC tournament. They win it. Then they're the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. To me, they won. That's a win. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this is this is a team that goes as Zion goes. Yep. Um, and and we saw that because when Zion was out, and, and look, let's be real, we didn't even know if he was going to come back. Right. Okay, because getting prepared for, you know, the NBA, NBA draft, draft. And, and all of that stuff. But, but Zion is a team player. We've yep. seen it. He's a phenomenal person on top of being just, I think, I don't know if we'll ever see something like that again in college hoops. He's a freshman. Let's remind everyone. He's a yeah. yeah let's remind freshman. Everybody, it's a freshman. That's insane. He won MVP but, you know, of the tournament, the <laughs> tournament. Yeah. Oh well, and and I I mean I believe he's the MVP of of college basketball. Yeah, he has to be. I mean, right? that's who I gave my vote to. Yeah, he has to be. But but they go as he goes because without him, look what happened. Mm-hmm. They fell apart. Mm-hmm. Duke is Duke is also I don't know if you knew this Ella Duke is one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country yep. right mm-hmm. and so just that alone like they just they couldn't do much but then you get a piece like that back it just shows you what he means to that team yeah it, it blows your mind I I really like Zion a lot I'm a huge Zion fan I'm not going to lie because I you know when he went down for anyone, I guess, not familiar, to you have to play one year of college basketball to then declare for the NBA draft. Right. You can't just leave from high school like LeBron did anymore. Right. Whether that will change or not in the coming years, who knows. But right now you have to play one year before going to the NBA. Yes. So when he got hurt, I, I knew right away it was it was so much bigger than Zion getting hurt. It would open up this whole can of worms and this whole conversation about should they have to play that one year in college? Right. And all of this discussion about should he even, if he is healthy, should he even play? And yeah. the whole discussion about he's risking millions and millions and millions of dollars. I understand all of those points. I, I get it. But he committed to play at Duke. And I, and I knew that's what he was going to do. Whenever he could get back onto the hardwood, he was going to. Because yep. that was the commitment he made. And if someone's going to pass him up on, in the NBA draft, that, that's on them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, even if he entered with a slight sprain to the MCL, you do not, you don't get a player like him every day. No, you don't. He is certainly something special. Uh, I'm definitely excited to see, you know, what he does in the tournament. Now, I don't, I don't really like Duke. As a right. pro, I mean, I have nothing against Coach K. That's that's not what I'm saying. I just don't really want them to win, is right. what I'm saying. But I do want to see Zion play, so I want to see them go far. Yeah, I want to go deep. Um. Yes. So on the note of of 
we will, we're going to switch it a little bit in terms of our guests, but our guests actually did cover and still does do a little bit of college basketball, even NBA at a point in his career. I would say that our next guest is the Jack of all trades. Uh, He's got one of the best broadcaster voices that uh, I know. I grew up listening to him. So I'm pretty excited to bring in this one. I know. I'm excited too. As the interview unfolds, him and I have a little bit of a yes. connection. Our, our roots run deep, Kayla. They do. They certainly do. All right. Well, I say we bring them on in. Well, we are thrilled to introduce our next guest. He is the play-by-play commentator for the Seattle Mariners on Root Sports Northwest. He also does radio for Westwood One, along with many other projects. Please welcome in Dave Sims. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, Kayla. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I was mentioning kind of fighting a cold, but so are you. So listeners don't mind us if we have to sneeze or something. (laughs) Yeah, really. Um, I, you know, I automatically feel at home with you, Dave, because you've spent a lot of time in my home state and I've always enjoyed listening to you being the voice of the Mariners, but you are also someone who has worked incredibly hard to get that dream job. Take me back to the beginning. Did you play sports or where did that passion bloom? Uh, well, I start. I started playing sports probably three, four years old. My father was, you know, was very athletic. Loved sports. Grew up in Philly. We had, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to uh, go see, you know, all the pro teams of the Philadelphia Warriors, who are now the Golden State Warriors, the Phillies, the Eagles. Uh, it, it was it was great. We had you know Big Five basketball there, so I've been around it all my life. And plus, my father, you know, he played softball for Phil- in the when he was working at the Philadelphia main post office and then he was the commissioner, he was the commissioner of the basketball league. So I've been going to games since I was a wee one and, and started playing little league ball, you know, the usual stuff and played in the high school and played four years of varsity baseball, three of football to a basketball. So it's been jock city all along. And, and knowing that, you know, Hey, you're not every, you know, my chance of making a big, big time, give me a break. Come on. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, and I was that was pretty good, but you know, not making a big. You have to be special, and yeah. uh, but I knew that I wanted to be around it. You know, I like sports people, you know, people in general, but I like people in sports, and it was a great opportunity. You know, going to college and getting a degree in mass communications, and 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 you know, putting positioning myself to be where I am today. Dave, I'm a Philly girl, so I, yeah. I love that background. What um, part of Philly? What part of Philly? Uh, right outside of the city, so still what town? What County, uh, Roxborough is where I grew up. Oh, I grew up in Mount Air. We were right over we the northwest oh part of town. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah, so yeah. funny. Yeah. Well, Alessandro Steak Shop on uh, uh, Henry, Henry Avenue and Walnut Lane, right? The only <laughs> yep. place to go. Only place to go. I hate when people ask me Pats or Geno's because that's, exactly. where, that's where the exactly. tourists go. Exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, what – some might not know about your career you were first a writer. In fact, you were one of the top NBA writers for the New York Daily Times. What did you learn from that experience? And when did you decide you really wanted to pursue the radio and TV side of the business? Well, yeah, I was at the Daily News in New York for seven years after getting out of college. And I wow. did an internship. It all started with an internship at the Philadelphia Inquirer. did that for two years. And I was lucky enough to land in New York, go right out of college at the Daily News. And and all along, I, you know, I had radio and TV is where I wanted to go. But I tell you, I always tell, tell people that it worked out well for me being a newspaper. It's almost like getting a postgraduate degree because uh, sure. I was thrown in, thrown into the deep end and swim out. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. 
I can remember even going back to my internship. Hey, kid, you know anything about soccer? No, good. You're going to learn. Here's what you're going to be doing. <laughs> and I covered a pro, an expansion pro soccer team, the Philadelphia Adams, that wound up winning the North American League Championship and went to Dallas on that first road trip. That was really cool. And uh, then going to then going to New York again, you know, another deeper end. I mean, the media capital of the world, and and uh, thrown into college sports, and then uh, eventually worked my way into the NBA and covered the Nets and the Knicks. And in terms of radio, you know, I always had my eye on radio, TV. I've always sort of studied uh, the great announcers of the time, and, and you know, I said, hey, that's where I want to be. Well. Many of us know that you're a baseball guy if you pay attention to baseball, but you had mentioned you've covered everything and you actually did a lot with college basketball and still continue to. What was it like early in your career when you started doing some of those games for ESPN and what doors did that open up for you? Um, well, the door to ESPN opened up when I started doing Temple University football on their radio network. It wasn't mm-hmm. a real big, big network, but it was great experience. And yeah, I did the 1990 season, and then in February of 91, I was on ESPN. It was such a thrill. I did, uh, what was it, nice. U- University, UAB at South Florida, did a game at Tampa. I had some friends of mine who lived in Tampa, and they came to the game. We went out oh, afterwards, yeah. and that was the beginning. And uh, it, it was great. I had about an 18-year run with uh, Westwood One Radio uh, doing the NCAA tournament and various games during the season. Uh, I was with ESPN from something like, what, Feb 91 to 07. Wow. Doing largely Atlantic 10 and Big East. I had a great relationship with the Big East Conference, still do. And uh, I still do some games for them now, um, even though I'm sort of like taper, you know, sort of throttling down, if you will, as you get older. But uh, I do about six, anywhere from six to 10 games uh, doing okay. college hoops. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, mean, I, live, I live back in New York and, and, I, and I know a lot of the coaches and the administrators, they've been there for a long time. So it's, it's been a blast. Well, you're going into your 13th season as the Mariners play-by-play announcer, but how did you happen to land this job, and what was the transition like into this role that so many broadcasters want and crave so badly? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like anything in American in American life and in, in American business, especially communications. Uh, it, you know, what you know is important, but it's also who you know, and that you get a break every now and then. You make connections along the way, and there was a guy that was a student at Syracuse with my brother-in-law back in the late mid, you know, mid to late 80s and I, when I was doing WNBC radio in New York. And they said, hey, can you do some liners for us up here at Syracuse? I said, yeah, sure. So, you know, met the guy. I know him a little bit. Flash forward, like, uh, let's see, almost a little sh- just shy of 20 years. And he's wow. now running the, you know, the, the, the marketing department at, uh, at the Mariners. And he said, hey, I'm not fairly retiring. And he told my brother-in-law this to relay it to me that Ron Fairley wow. was retiring, and I'd already done some baseball for ESPN. And uh, one, the long story short, uh, I I put in for it, and you know, was able to beat out about a hundred other guys. So that's it's, awesome. Uh, it's been a good run. Yeah, thank you. Well, everyone has their opinions, and and I know this, and Ella knows this because we're broadcasters. Everyone has opinions when it comes to people in the business and how we do our jobs and the way we pre- pre- present our jobs, but. What sets you apart from others and what effect do you want to have on those that are watching, watching or listening to a broadcast? Well, I, you know, when, when I do a game, you know, I, I'm happy as I could be there. I know I'm you know, super lucky to be doing what I'm doing. And I think I like to bring the passion, energy and joy. Yep. Uh, you know, if you love baseball, you try to bring, you know, the drama of it, the passion. Um, 
there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of great stories, a lot of neat guys and people involved in the, in the game. And I just try to you know, try to bring that excitement from my standpoint, from what I see and as I react to it, as it happens in real time and also in and around baseball, because, you know, it's going to be, you know, two and a half if we're lucky, but usually two and a half to three and a half hours. Right. And, um, you want to bring the story, you know, you know, the ups and downs of guys and, you know, how they, how they've overcome obstacles and how they, what they've done for, uh, to achieve success. And, you know, I, I try to bring that and, you know, try to get my partner involved and, uh, and go from there. It's all, and baseball, you know, people love baseball. They're connected to it. And especially, and the one thing I've found that more than any other sport that I've done that, you know, baseball goes from March to, if you're lucky, you get into October. And it's such a personal connection, whether it be radio or, or TV, because you're in, their, in in somebody's home every night. Sure. Good point. The first weekend of the NCAA tournament is the greatest betting event of the year. Whether you like filling out a bracket, picking a national champion, predicting first round upsets, or all of the above, MyBookie is the perfect home for your March Madness fun. Will Zion Williamson and his teammates cement their legacy at Duke with the title? Can Virginia get past its loss to a 16 seed last year? And can Kentucky get back to the Final Four? If you know the answers, or even if you don't, MyBookie is the place to get in on the action. They've something for everyone, even you, multiple bracket guy. MyBookie has been in business for years. Their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business. And the best part is, they pay out fast when you win. I'm talking 48 hours. Bet with the best, then kick back and enjoy March Madness while you watch your picks cash. Deposit with MyBookie today with promo code BLUEWIRE for a 50% sign-up bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. With MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Well, Dave, life throws us all curveballs at some point in life, and in 2016, you were diagnosed with prostate cancer, but luckily it was discovered early, and, and now you are healthy. What did that part of life teach you? You, in fact, even called it a second chance at life. No, no question. It scared the heck out of me, too. And it probably yeah. scared me more than now talking about it. Yeah. Um, when I found out about it in, uh, let's see, November of 15, you know, routine test, and the number came back elevated from what it had been. And uh, yeah, we, we got right on it. I, it was funny. I called one doctor and didn't never get a response from him. So I my wife and I were talking and she said, Hey, call my OBGYN. He's a great guy. He knows everybody. Sure enough. I call him. Oh, one of my best buds, you know, he delivered my kids. I took care of his father. I'll have you in there on Friday. And sure enough, I was in there Friday, Doug share, uh, New York, uh, hospital. And, uh, you know, that in Seinfeld, the, the exteriors of the hospital that they show all the time when they had yeah. emergencies, that's the hospital where I was there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> great job. Went to a whole bunch of tests and, um, December and it confirmed, you know, the, you know, what we, the early diagnosis. And I said, Hey doc, can you get me to spring training on time? Just done. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Had the operation on, on, uh, was it January 15th of 2016? And I think, uh, whatever my dude, whatever report date they'd given me to get to, uh, Arizona, I think I hit it right on the market, like 20, you know, 24, 25, something like that. And it was great. And it's, it's been, I've, you know, I've had a chance to influence a lot of people. That's why I went public. I figured I'm a public figure. Yeah. A lot of guys don't talk about it. They don't do this exam. And so I went public with it. And I've had a lot of people come up to me. And I've heard from a lot of people who, who uh, their wives just say, hey, because 
<laughs> matter of fact, this woman I see every year in spring training, I see at the ballpark <laughs> because of you, I kicked his butt and told him to get in there and, and get checked up. And sure enough, he had the same diagnosis I did. And I saw him the other wow. day and he's walking around and he's healthy. So Absolutely. Yeah, help one or a hundred. It's, 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 it's really, uh, really gratifying. Love that, Dave. Love that. And your honesty and being able to come out. Cause I, I know that's not hard to discuss something like that. So I know you have affected many people in a positive way. So, you know, we appreciate that. Um, there are so many amazing things that you've been able to do when it comes to the game of baseball. And that includes being able to call two perfect games in a season. What was that experience like? Um, unbelievably exciting. <laughs> the first one, Philip Umber, we were doing, we were doing the BNET game on Fox. I was working with Eric Caros, something like April 21 of 2012, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And it was a Saturday afternoon game. And, you know, and we look at each other and said, dude, like fifth inning, this guy's got a perfect game going. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I learned in, in, under Marty Glickman and, you know, spoken to Vince Scully and Marty Brenneman and a whole bunch of other guys have been very, super helpful to me before and after I got this baseball job. And, you know, guys throwing a perfect game, you talk about it. None of this stuff that, you know, the players, they have their thing down in the dugout. They don't talk to the pitcher and that, sure. they stay away from them and, and all that. Well, I'm broadcasting. It's not, it's not keeping a secret here, you know, yep. right. and you want people, you want to bring more people into the tent. And it's amazing over the years prior to that, Umber Perfecto and Doug Fister had a no-no going and people got all irate. I said, because I talked about, hey, he's got a no-hitter in the fifth inning. I said, it's not my fault. He threw a 90-mile-an-hour fastball no. dead down the middle of the plate and the guy smoked it. It's not my fault. I'm telling him, <laughs> doing my job. Right. So, you know, the Umber thing was great. And then in uh, August, what was it, August 15th of 2012, Felix throws a yeah. no-hit, a perfect game. And that, that was special because it was our guy. Yep. And I, I was, I might, looking back on it, I might do it slightly different. I might tone it down a touch, but that was real genuine emotion. I mean, I was yes. fired up and I know everybody else was fired up too, because it was the first perfecto in team history. And uh, it, it was a very special moment. And, you know, that the reason I, uh, you know, that Rick Riz had it on radio, I was on TV, you know, you don't get a chance to call perfect games and they get two of them. I think oh. there's only been 23 perfect games in the history of baseball. So oh. I got a couple, a couple on my belt there. That's amazing. Part of, part of history. Yeah. Well, some might say baseball is in an interesting position right now. Some say attendance is down and the younger generation is not as involved. We actually had a player on the podcast a few weeks ago and asked his perspective in, in you know, if he believes that to be true. What are your thoughts? Well, it's a $10 billion industry. Something's going right. But uh, right. definitely with the last couple of generations, uh, you know, it, it, it's an acquired taste and they haven't acquired it yet. And, uh, you know, there's this, it's a thinking person's game. It's, you know, it's, it, you know, it was a game built in the 19th century, you know, pastoral leisure time and, you know, no hurry, no shot clock, no time clock or anything like that. And there's, there's so much drama and excitement and it's, you know, it's just the evolution, I guess, of, of us in America. And not only, in the last couple of generations, but I know, and certainly as an African-American, I, I always feel like I'm in the, the last generation of African-Americans who truly loves baseball. That's why I hardly see the numbers are, are, are down in, in terms of African-American players and also in, uh, the fan base, people who show up in a ballpark. I, you know, I think a lot of people have not gravitated towards it because the speed of basketball, the, the speed and violence of, of football. And, and the other thing, too, from a player standpoint, I mean, even even Ken Griffey had to spend a year or two in the minors, yeah. whereas if you're, uh, you know, 
super elite athlete who's a basketball player or football player, you can, you know, be drafted first, second, third round in football, two rounds in basketball, or they're signed as a free agent. And if you're good enough, you can make the squad and, and have an impact and make the squad. Whereas in baseball, you're riding a bus for a couple, three years. So those are all the ingredients that, that are facing baseball along with speed of the game and that kind of stuff. But as far as I'm concerned, it, it, I, I still love it. I really do. I enjoy it so much. Well, I want your thoughts before we go, Dave, on um, I want your thoughts on the M's this year. And then also, what are the teams on your radar to watch out for this coming season? Well, I can tell you, Houston's still going to be formidable, to say the least. I mean, yeah. uh, Justin Verlander's in the last year of his contract, so is Garrett Cole. I mean, they got two aces right at the top, and they got two kids that are highly regarded that they're bringing up. And they still have Correa and Altuve. They, they did lose Marwin Gonzalez. I mean, they're still a team to beat. In the, in the American League West. Um, as for the Mariners, I think uh, pitching is a question mark. We'll see you know, what, what the rotation can do. It's a rebuilt bullpen. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully Hunter Strickland you know, can do a good job closing. I mean, certainly the bar has been raised with Diaz putting up 57 saves last year, which was just extraordinary. Oh, yeah. uh, the team, I, you know, I, I still think you know, Red, so- Red Sox, Yankees, usual suspects. I think Cleveland in the Central. Um, I think over in the National League, sounds like the Cardinals have uh, their pitching staff is loaded. Their relief core is loaded. Uh, I think they're going to be good. I think the Phillies, uh, part of a very competitive National League East with yeah. you know, Washington, the Mets, and Atlanta, that's going to be fun to watch. So we'll see. And I'm hoping for the best for the Mariners. I think that uh, I think we're going to catch the ball, and I think we got a chance of hitting the ball as long as you know, Jay Bruce is still there and Encarnacion is still there and both healthy. I think that'll be good. And hopefully Seager's going to rebound real quickly uh, from this uh, hand or wrist injury he suffered the other day. So I'm hoping for good things. I don't know if 89 wins will, will be, you know, will be achieved again, but I think they have a real good chance that the starting pitching can hold up. They have a chance to be very competitive. Well, Dave, we have enjoyed talking to you so much. And for the listeners that have tuned into this episode, if they want to follow along with your career and where you are, and your coverage, where can they find you on social media? Well, I, I am all over social media, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. Uh, Instagram, at TDSS, uh, on Twitter, at The Dave Sim Show. And uh, if you just go on Facebook, you'll see my picture. Uh, I'm, I'm all over. And I and I go through fits and starts. Like, use, you know, sometimes it, like spring training can get a little get a little nuts where, you know, the hours change yeah. and all that. I'm not, I have no complaint. Don't get me wrong. But uh, <laughs> I, I'll probably be a little bit more consistent once the season starts. Well, we really appreciate you, like Ella said, coming on, Dave. I mean, you've been somebody that has, has always been there for if I need some questions answered or just thoughts on the business and, of course, listening to you uh, in the Mariners broadcast. So we appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to keeping up with you this season. Well, ladies, thanks so much. I appreciate it and uh, continued success. And hopefully I will catch up to you guys on the road. Thanks, Dave. Well, it's always really interesting to hear other media people, people, persons, uh, I guess, journey. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. I always think about, you know, when I'm talking to you about, hey, this is how my journey's been. And it's been a, a long journey, right? And right. one that's far from over. But then I, I listen to something like Dave and, and the journey he's been through. And you think about it, it's like it it took him a really long time to get to where he wanted to be. And it was funny because, because he said, 
it was a connection I made a lot earlier in life that mm-hmm. gave me the connection down the line that ultimately gave me this play-by-play job with the Mariners. Right. So it just goes to show that like, you just never know in life when that, that break is going to come. I know. My mom tells me that every day of my life. <laughs> right? I know. My and parents she's right. She's right. I know she's right. But when you're in it and your head's in it every day, it's it's tough to wrap your mind around that concept. Yeah. But it is it is so interesting and and I love hearing from you know people that have been in the business for so long. Like he's been in it for so long to hear because when he when he started, it's a much different business than when I started. Even from when you started and I started, it's a much different business. Yeah. And to hear what he had to do and you know just like all the other media members that we've had on the podcast so far if anyone has noticed not one story is even remotely close to another not close not close at all no it's not and that's what's so I think exciting and different about maybe giving their perspectives on things and because you know we have athletes on and their journeys are obviously different too but it's just, it's interesting to hear media's perspective sometimes because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, we have actually also had people on that have had it, I don't want to say easy, but have gotten really lucky in right. in terms of their careers too. Um, but it's not lack of, of, of try. It's not lack of like, it doesn't mean that they're not working hard. It's just that everybody's past. Just when different. the stars align, the stars align. Yeah, you know? exactly. So it yeah. was, it was good having him on and I always, and he's a Philly guy, so yeah. I thought that was great. That I feel like we have so many people on here that some of them we know are Philly, but then there's like connections that just kind yeah. Of like come I didn't out. know Jillian Fisher was from Philly. I didn't know Jillian was from Philly. Yeah, I didn't either. So that was because crazy. when you grow up in Philly, it makes you fall in love with sports. Oh yeah, I mean, you, I, heard, it, I, you I, heard it here first. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's definitely a city that is super passionate about their teams and you can't help but maybe be around it and enjoy it as much as you guys can be intense, which I'm not judging at all because <laughs> I'm intense myself, but other people look at Philly fans as intense. It's just part of their culture though. I mean, that's, yep. that's what it is. That's what we do. Yeah, exactly. Grab a, get, grab a cheesesteak and uh, enjoy the game. Enjoy the right? game. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we were, uh, lucky to have Dave on. He's a very busy man right now. So hope you guys enjoyed, enjoyed that podcast. And we did want to let you guys know, we're going to starting in April, I think we're going to mix things up just a little bit. We're still going to bring on our guests, but one podcast a month, we're probably going to actually just spit out some stuff between Ella and I, I think we're just going to get on here and have some conversations and just see kind of how it works mixing things up. So we look forward to that as well. It's an evolution, Kayla, right? Yeah, you just never know what, what's going to happen. Learn as you go. We're listening to, you know, feedback around us. And we're going to try it out, see how it goes, see if it sticks. Yep. And um, we'll still have those guests. But once a month, we're just going to mix it up. Mix it bit. up a little. There's nothing wrong with that. And Hopefully, if you're a loyal listener on here, that's something that you'll enjoy. But if you are just listening to the podcast for the first time, make sure to give us feedback and let us know if there's other guests you'd want to hear from. Because yes. really, the point of this podcast is to give 
listeners an inside access um, look or, you know, you're obviously hearing it, but an inside look at like all of these different people and their lives Mm -hmm. and things that Mm -hmm. you're not probably going to hear if it's not something like this. So we want to continue that, but we also want you guys to let us know what type of interviews you want to hear. Yes. Yeah. And if you're listening on iTunes, here we go Mm -hmm. again. I'm like a broken record. Let's do it. (laughs) Click the subscribe button and that rate and review section, please participate in. Um, Social media on Instagram and Twitter at Press Pass Pod. I'm getting better at that. Yes. Press Pass Pod. Press Pass Pod. Um, Cranking out lots of content. We want to engage in conversation on Twitter especially too. So please follow us, tweet at us, and Instagram as well. That's where we announce our guests too. All right. Well, we thank you guys again for tuning in this week. And we will see you guys all next week. Enjoy March Madness. Woo!